0: Welcome to the Fantasy NBA Today podcast. Okay, okay, enough of you asked. So we will have a streaming guide for the final week of the regular season. We will do it. There's nothing to recap from yesterday. There were no games, uh, no NBA games, of course, with the, the finals. The NCAA Tournament Finals, congratulations to Kansas. I didn't watch a single second of March Madness this year. I know that that's weird. I'm not proud of that. I don't want this to come off like the guy, you know, yeah, we've all got that buddy that's like, oh yeah, I don't, I don't have a TV. I'm not that guy. I love my TV. I love my sports. I'm a man who enjoys things. Not like fancy things. Just like, I like to be on my couch. I like to look at my TV. I like to watch sports. I just... You know, if it, it's going to happen during NBA season pretty much every year, unless there's a massive shutdown of NBA but not college basketball. I just don't have the bandwidth to pay attention to the college stuff. And you're like, but Dan, some of those guys go on to actually be in the NBA. I'm like, yeah, I know. I know. But here's my thing. If we're going to talk about the young players and a lot of jokes. We make jokes about the fact that I don't draft young players for the most part. But really, what I don't do ever is draft young guards. That's an easy one. Wipe them off the board. It takes them the whole damn year to start to figure things out. And, I mean, you know, Cade Cunningham is, what, number 90 on a per-game basis this year? And they're basically sort of like half-shutting him down. Teams that are not coming out of their rebuild are not going to push these guys hard anyway. They usually finish the season strong or they get better as the season goes on. So Cade is number 90. That's generally a little bit back of where he got drafted or pretty close to where he got drafted. Even Evan Mobley, who got off to that insane start, has fallen back to number 83. It just doesn't work, you know? It just doesn't work. Mobley has been uh, a value, and Jalen Green's been really good the last like five weeks, but that was rough for most of the year. Why don't you Why don't you hard handicap rookies, Dan, or guys coming out of college? Because it just doesn't work. There's usually one per year that just smashes ADP. If you can get that one right, congratulations. This year, that was Scotty Barnes. He definitely was not going as high as 64. He's your win. He's your rookie win this year. And Mobley looked like a massive rookie win, but he's kind of tapered off. He's now a small win. And then that was it. Everybody else that everybody was Gaga over, and Jalen Green was terrible for most of the year. Cade is is near ADP with a lot of missed ball games. Mobley gets a sort of like a half credit because of how poor he's been down the stretch, and Scotty Barnes he gets your their win. So make it easy on yourself. Just look at rookie, look at rookies who have okay percentages. That's the way you can whittle the number down. Mobley, good field goal percent, not great free throw number. In fact, kind of bad, but like not kill your team bad. And then the other stuff like rebounding and, and defensive stats, that that floats him. Scotty Barnes had a nice window because Raptors are always going to have half their team hurt. But again, that's your kind of surprise winner. But if you're drafting a rookie guard, you're staring down the barrel of a Jalen Suggs kind of season. So that's why. That's why I don't bend over backwards to do this stuff. I'll talk to some smart people as the season approaches and say, hey, is there any any one of these guys that their percentages aren't so terrible that when the other rookie stuff is hitting them in the face that they can still kind of float their value? And they might say, yes, you know, Anthony Davis is the name. Carl Anthony Towns is the name. These are the guys that emerge from that group because they can shoot free throws, they can shoot from the field, and then the other stuff kind of falls into place because they're not going to have eight turnovers a game sidetracked. I mean, these are lessons, man. That's lessons learned stuff. We'll talk about that next week, even though we already talked about it. Uh, as far as today goes, we spent a good deal of time yesterday on some roto strategy. We got a little bit more of that today, but I do want to start by saying hi. Hello. What's up, everybody? It's Fantasy NBA Today. Thanks for listening, as always. Final week of the regular season. I'm your host, by the way, Dan Bespris. I think you guys all know that. I know I always say on every show, treat it like there's one new listener every day. But I think at this time of year, there might not be one new listener. If you are, by the way, if you're the one new listener today, please do reach out. I would love to know that there actually is one. But the the last week of the regular season is hardly a time that somebody starts tuning into a podcast for the first time. And if you are, uh, my guess is that you're going to see a title that says something like, you know, I had to stream your the last week of the regular season or whatever I'm going to end up calling this thing. And you're like, oh, crap, Like that's a thing I actually need to do. So that's what we're going to talk about first on today's show. A couple of Roto things that have been pinging around in my head, but nothing massive. And then tomorrow, we'll rotate back into kind of your general silly season last week of the regular deal kind of stuff. Traditional NBA news... That broke this morning. Uh, LeBron James has been ruled out for tonight. Lakers, I think, are officially sort of throwing in the towel a little bit. I don't Don't you think? It just feels like they're sort of done. Like they're, they just realized there wasn't enough time to get everybody healthy. And even when they were all healthy, they were, what, about a 500 team? They're 16 games under right now. They're two games back of the Spurs with one week to go. Yes, San Antonio just got to pick on the Blazers twice, and now their schedule gets tougher with the Nuggets, the Wolves, the Warriors, and the Mavs. The, worst could, the Spurs could very well lose their last four games in a row, but the Lakers are going to have to win, I think, at least three of those. Suns, Warriors, Thunder, Nuggets? Find me three games the Lakers are going to win in that in that four spot, especially after losing tonight to Phoenix. So LeBron, yeah, maybe he comes back to play the Warriors, but if they lose that game and they get eliminated from the playoffs, he ain't playing the rest of the way. I will say this, though. From a streaming standpoint, this week is screwy because it is a six-game week, being that nobody played yesterday. And if you dig a little deeper, it's actually kind of a five-game week because the whole NBA plays on Sunday, meaning it doesn't matter what you do on Sunday. Your whole team is going to be playing. So whether or not everybody's playing or nobody's playing, it's kind of the same monster. And you can even extend that to kind of like, if nobody's playing, or if, like, 13 or more of teams are playing, then you're basically guaranteed to be in an overload situation. I've had people tell me they didn't have an overload even on a 12-game day, which, again, is pretty rare, and, it, and you kind of have to set yourself up for that on purpose. It's, not, it's generally not going to happen by accident. If, you know, 80% of the NBA is going, then you should have more than 10 guys playing on your team, but let's just for argument's sake, say zero 13 or 14 or 15 games, not teams, games are happening that that day doesn't matter from a streaming standpoint. You can ignore it because nothing you do changes what's going to be happening on that day. Other than, you know, some shuffling near the back end of your, of your overload folks, picture this nightmare scenario. Download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y dot com today. Must be 21 plus, not available in all locations. So when you're talking about a five-game week, or five-day week, sorry, a five-day week, you kind of can just make all your moves at once. And on top of that, today, I know, it's only 12, a scant 12-game Tuesday, today might, for a lot of you, be an overload day also. Let's just start very quickly by talking about what to do if today is not an overload day for your team. If that's the case, the solution is very straightforward. You want to pick up someone on a team that's going three times in the next four days. And you do have some options there. I'll do them in uh, acronym alphabetical order here. So it's Atlanta, Brooklyn... Charlotte, Chicago, the Lakers, and that's a kind of interesting because there's a chance LeBron only plays in one of those three games. Uh where the hell were we? The Bucks, the Thunder, the Suns, the Blazers, the Raptors, the Jazz, and the Wizards. I lost track of exactly how many teams that was. I think the Lakers was the was that the fifth team I said? So Bucks was six, Thunder seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. So twelve of the thirty teams. Go three times in the next four days. That makes your choices pretty straightforward. You can find somebody to stream on one of 12 teams. It's like asking, can I find someone to stream on a six-game card? And the answer is yes. Almost always. Okay. I'm going to go out on a limb and say the lowest number of games anybody out there has happening today is eight of your ten slots. Most of you are ten or more. But again, if you don't have the full 10 today, you should probably use enough moves to max out. Because you're not going to need that many moves the rest of the week. I'll tell you why in a second. If you have a four-move weekly limit, I think you could use, again, up to two of those today. Now, for the majority of us, which, you know, I'm not going to not gonna do the math here on air, but I would venture to guess that, again, if 80% of the league is going today... And you have 14 roster slots, then on average, you'd have about 11.2 of your 14 guys going. What are the odds that less than 10? I don't know what the confidence interval of that is. But again, I'm thinking nine, you know, eight, eight, eight games happening on your team today, just a couple of you out there, very low percentage. Nine, probably a slightly larger. And then 10 or more is still the vast majority, probably 75% of you or more are maxed out today already. So for the 25% of you that aren't, if you have nine games going today, use one move. If you have eight games going today, use two moves, and then reassess whatever you have left starting tomorrow. The beauty of what you just did, if you did not have today in an overload capacity by using one or two moves, is that those guys that you just secured to fill up today, you don't have to deal with again until Saturday, if you wanted to. You might not want to, but you have the opportunity to do so. You can choose to. The other thing, and for this, again, is for probably the 75% or more of you guys listening that are already overloaded today, this week really becomes about avoiding certain teams as opposed to hunting others. Because what you've done now is... You've you've condensed your schedule effectively into a four game week. Or four day week. I don't know why I keep saying game instead of day. A four day week. Monday didn't matter. Today doesn't matter if you're already overloaded. Sunday doesn't matter. Four day week. That's not something that in the streaming world we we have to or get to deal with very often. Honest to goodness, it's actually kind of cool. If it was happening, not the last week of the regular season. If this just happened in some random week, I think I'd be really excited about it because you could max out your moves super easily. And frankly, you don't really need to do that much streaming because, because uh, you know, everyone playing on Tuesday and on Sunday, pretty much, means that the variance in games played this week is not going to be all that high. But for a couple of key situations, and this is what I was talking about a minute ago. If you're already overloaded today, again, the vast majority of you, I think, are probably already overloaded. What you must make sure of as you look ahead, and the reason why I'm about to say the following thing, not one team, zero teams in the NBA go three times in four nights starting tomorrow. None, zero, zip, zilch. So there isn't really a great, one, two, or three-team kind of thing you can look at that runs from Wednesday through Saturday. What that then means is, because almost everybody goes two times in that span, you want to try to bring your two games in that window earlier in that window, allowing you to make moves on Saturday. So, again, for those of you that made... A couple of moves today, meaning you weren't overloaded. You can sort of ride along with us on this discussion, but it's not going to be hugely relevant to you. And frankly, you know, if you're big into Roto and you're finishing up your Roto League right now, most of this show probably isn't all that hyper-relevant to you as well. Again, we're not recapping any games that happened yesterday, so there isn't a whole lot on the docket here, at least that hasn't changed uh, since since our Monday show, since our show yesterday. Uh... I, it's a weird thing to say. If like if you're into Roto and you're listening to this show and you're like, Dan, you promised Roto this week, this is probably the day where I'm not. I, like, I've like i wanted two very small things, but if you missed them, it wouldn't probably repeat them again later in the week anyway. Uh, so again, going back to the streaming thing, nobody goes three times in four nights starting tomorrow, on Wednesday. This is why I said this week then becomes about what you don't want to have on your team, which is basically someone going only once over the next four days. Because instead of saying, oh, there's a team or two with a stark advantage, three games over four nights instead of one or two, you could only really be at a disadvantage because Almost all the teams go two times in the next four days starting tomorrow, except the Kings only go one time in that stretch. I'm actually going backwards chronologically because I'm scrolling back up the board here as we talk about it. The Kings, the Magic, the Wolves, who've had kind of a crummy schedule anyway, the Heat, the Rockets, the Pacers... And that's, oh, and the Cavaliers and the Nuggets. Excuse me. I don't know how I, my eyes went inside my head. Those are teams that only go one time over four days starting on Wednesday. And most of them are sitting on three game weeks, just like, you know, plenty of other teams, but it has to do with when it happens. It has to do with when it happens. And if you condense it, what you can actually do is look at Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, There are a couple teams that have back-to-backs in there. Boston goes Wednesday, Thursday. Charlotte goes Thursday, Friday. Lakers, Bucks go Thursday, Friday. Blazers, Raptors go Thursday, Friday. So there's some of that in there. But here's the thing. What you could do if, you know, let's say you got lucky and uh, you already landed on a team that's going back-to-back today and tomorrow. Okay, fine. After that, you could pivot to one of those teams I talked about that goes Thursday, Friday. So you could make some moves on Thursday if you wanted to in that scenario. Like if you had a Chicago Bull on your team that's kind of fringy, or who did we talk about already? Where the, All the teams, uh, 12 teams I mentioned that have three games and four nights. Most of them go back-to-back today-tomorrow that we talked about. Atlanta, Brooklyn, Chicago, uh, Oklahoma City, Phoenix, Utah, Washington. All of those teams go back-to-back today-tomorrow. So if you have a player on one of those teams... Great, that's a nice starting point. And if you picked one up as part of what we just talked about a few minutes ago, if you didn't have an overload today and that's the direction you went with one of those teams that goes today, tomorrow, okay, you give yourself a certain measure of flexibility. If you flipped it and you went the other way with the three and four nights, remember we talked about there are more, Bucks, Lakers, these are the teams that actually have the the back-to-back on the back end, Charlotte on the back end of the three games and four nights. If you flipped it, Fine, then you don't make a move until the end of it. My hope is that if you did pick up a player who has three games and four nights starting today, you're probably not going to use more moves on Thursday, because then you're using up basically your whole week's worth before Friday or Saturday, and you know I like you guys saving your moves until Friday or Saturday, because then you have a better idea of what categories you're attacking. So what I would tell you then, with some wiggle room, again, nothing is firm and, and set in stone in Streamville. But the one thing that I do think is really important is starting tomorrow, and again, we're not going to talk streaming the rest of the week. This is it. This show covers the whole week. Starting tomorrow, we go back into Roto's Silly Season Wednesday through Sunday. Sorry, Wednesday through Friday. We don't do weekend shows. And then starting on Monday next week, we get into Season and in Review. What I want you guys really focused on is if you use moves today to fill out an overload and you pick up players on those teams that have three games and four nights, I don't want you doing anything until Saturday unless someone on your team gets hurt. If, again, you're in the majority and you're already overloaded today, then what I want you checking out starting tomorrow, Wednesday, is make sure... Your non-superstars, so pretty much anybody on your team that isn't inside the top 50 at this point, make sure your non-superstars have two games in the three days, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Yes, I'm wiping I'm wiping Saturday off that board as well. There are only a couple of teams that don't have two games in that span that we didn't already talk about a minute ago. I'll go through them one more time. Cleveland only has one game Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So it's Cleveland, Denver, Golden State, Houston. Indiana has zero games in that span. The Clippers, the Grizzlies, the Heat, the Timberwolves, the Pelicans, the Magic, the Sixers, Kings have zero, and the Spurs. If you have non-superstars... On those teams that only go once Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, you need to consider moving on from them. Luckily, you'll probably want to save a couple of moves until Saturday. So, in all likelihood, you're probably only moving two guys, which I don't think you're going to get to your superstars if you're only moving two guys from that list of teams. But, like, you know, the Kings do go Saturday, Sunday, but. What the hell's the point of hanging on to somebody fringy on that? I, like, I don't know that the, anybody on the Kings actually needs to be held during a three-day window where they're not playing. Specifically, that's the, to me, that's the situation you really want to be looking at. If you have someone on a team that's not playing at all for those three days, then they must go. you got to get something going there, because it also puts a little bit of pressure on your opposition. But really, uh, you're looking at who the hell is going to make your lineup. You know, because th- these guys that go on Sunday, it doesn't matter. They pro- If they're your bottom two or three guys, they probably weren't making your overload Sunday lineup anyway. So fine. You could argue the Warriors because they go Thursday and Saturday. You're going to get two games out of that slot on your roster. So maybe that's a little bit better. The worst of the worst in this bunch are the teams that also don't go on Saturday. So that's the ones we talked about already. That's Denver. That has one game in four days. Sorry, Cleveland, Denver. If we wipe out some of the teams we were just talking about. The Rockets, the Pacers, because again, that's that Saturday game. It it moves the Clippers, by the way, off this list because they get Wednesday and Saturday. The Heat, the Wolves, the Magic, they keep coming up. The Kings, and that's it. So it does pare the list down a little bit. It pulls a few teams back in that go two times between Wednesday and Saturday kind of saves you that move. So that list that I just gave you guys, the one I just dropped a second ago, the teams that have one game between Wednesday and Saturday are where you need to start when you're unloading pieces. So if you have anybody, and I'm talking about anyone short of a superstar, anyone short of a superstar, because in all likelihood, like if you're looking at your Sunday again, You might have to substitute out someone who's a top 75 guy. But at this point in the season, the streamers you pick up are going to be pretty good because they're guys no one had heard of a week ago. They're just getting dropped into 40 minutes a night all of a sudden. That's the magic of silly season is your streamers are no longer top 125 guys. They're going to be better because everything gets shaken up right now. So on the Cavaliers, I legitimately believe that anyone not named Darius Garland is probably droppable after today after today because you could grab somebody who goes two times in that stretch Monday or Wednesday and Thursday I mean you could pick up a Boston Celtic that goes back to back and then make another move there Denver same thing anybody who's not Nikola Jokic Houston maybe the whole team honestly Pacers and I know what you're thinking and I want to address this next you, maybe you, if you guys wrote those teams down, it's fine. If not, you can look it up yourself. Just look for the teams that go one time between April 6th and April 9th. One game in that four-day window. That's your pivot teams list. But Dan, don't you always tell us every move you make during streaming season should add two games to your ledger? I do say that. But guess what? You can't really do that when no one goes three times in four nights. And no one goes zero times in four nights. The math just doesn't work out. Every single team goes one or two times in those four days. Every single one. The reason I like the idea of pivoting off of teams like the Kings and the Pacers is that their one game in those four nights happens on Saturday. And you could, go, you could move back onto a team like that. But again, it's any of them. Like, because the options now, because the streaming options are getting more and more interesting as more players are going to get shut down every single day this week, the moves you make to add one game to your ledger are probably worth more than the moves that would have, that would have added one game in weeks past. I'm comparing streamers. Three weeks ago, streamers you picked up were probably like top 135 type of guys, And you were hoping to add two games of that, which basically, I mean, again, like, you know, you can do the math on it pretty quickly if you want, but if we scroll down the board to someone ranked near top 135, it's Ivica Zubac, 10 points, eight boards, a block, one and a half assists, percentages are fine. Two of those is 20 and 16 with three assists, a steal, and two blocks. What's that? That's like a top 25 kind of guy. Right? Right? Effectively, that's like Rudy Gobert, but with a better free throw percent. Two games of a streamer is one game of a superstar. But now, you're comparing two games of a streamer in weeks past to one game of, you might pick up somebody who has like a legit top 60, top 70 type potential. You're not going to get two of those, because the math just doesn't work out this week, because the schedules don't align. But if you make sure that every move you make adds one game, and it's a good game, we could talk about the players right now. Like, in weeks past, if you made four moves and added eight streamer-level games, eight Ivica Zubatses, or whatever you want to call it, 80 points, 65 rebounds, that's a really big deal. You're not going to get that out of four added games this week, but you're also not getting four Ivica Zubatsas this week. You might be getting four, you know, like top 75 level stuff, like Lowry Markkinen. I'm not saying he's the guy you'd pick up. I'm just saying that the guy you pick up could give you a game-to-game production level more like a sixth or seventh rounder. So what you're getting now is like 1.4 streamer games, 1.3 per added game to your ledger, provided you're you know we're picking up the right guys. So it does make it a little bit less severe. But also, again, the main point is you can't. What I always say is look to make sure you're adding two games to your ledger over the next seven days in that roster slot. First of all, season doesn't go another seven days. Second of all, Sunday doesn't matter. So again, you're talking about trying to add two games over a four-day span, and you can't. There are no gaps. No teams that have zero games in these four days and no teams that have three. So there's no way to, to match it up. You can only go from one to two. But where you can get a little bit of, a disadvantage, of an advantage is, again, if you make your moves, uh, let's say you have a Sacramento King on your team, you could try to add two games over a three-day span. Now, admittedly, the guy you pick up might not have a game on Saturday. So if you went the full four days, again, you'd only be adding one game. But what you've now done is you've turned that roster slot into a slot you're going to use two moves on. So you're, or I mean, you don't have to, I guess you could switch someone else out, but if you moved, say from a Sacramento King to, it doesn't matter a thunder thunder go Wednesday and Friday Kings don't play Wednesday, Thursday or Friday. So you're going to get two extra games in that roster slot. But on Saturday, if you don't switch that thunder player to someone who plays, you actually lose a game against the King that you dropped. So that's what again, why it always comes out to one added game per move you make. So, final streaming thoughts here for this uh, all-stream discussion show. I, I'm going to save all the roto stuff for later in the week. That's why I told you guys not to bother tuning into the rest of this one. I can do that the last week of the season because whatever. Like, not that many of you guys are hanging around for the last week anyway. This is everybody's head-to-head leagues are done pretty much right now except for a small handful of you, and we got nothing else to recap. So, here's what you're doing. If you're not overloaded today, use whatever moves you need to to get to 10, the full roster today, with players that go three times in the next four days. Very important. Do not settle for less than that. There are plenty of teams, plenty of players to pick from on those clubs. We already talked about which ones. You can look it up again yourself or scroll all the way back to the beginning of the show. For those teams, the 25% of you that are not overloaded today, use the rest of your moves on Saturday. Whoever you want to drop, I don't care. Drop your two worst players on Saturday, but make sure you use all of your moves up on Saturday. Do not save a move until Sunday. Very important point here. No matter whether you're overloaded today or not. So, again, for the non-overloads, use moves, whatever moves you need to do today, to get to full. I'm assuming it's no more than two. And use your other two or three or whatever it is on Saturday. For those of you that are overloaded today already, use moves starting tomorrow wednesday to add one game to your ledger between wednesday and saturday make sure you're adding a game but you're not beholden to players that go in any configuration there like basically if you wanted to pick up someone on like philadelphia you know whatever fine they go thursday and saturday but make sure that whoever you have that has one game Wednesday through Saturday becomes a roster slot that has two games Wednesday through Saturday. And, first of all, if you wanted to use all four moves on Wednesday, I actually wouldn't be all that against it if you have four guys on your team that only have one game between Wednesday and Saturday. there is There are no teams that are off... Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Okay, so it's not like if you have a team that only has one game in there, you could just take the one game on Wednesday and then abandon ship. That would add two games, potentially, but it doesn't exist. That's why I'm saying you could pretty much use all of your moves on Wednesday if you wanted to, if you have four players on your team that only have one game in that span. And we talked about these teams that only have one game Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I'll repeat them for you if you need it here. It's Cleveland, it's Denver, it's Houston, Indiana... Miami, Minnesota, Orlando, and Sacramento. Those are the teams that only have one game Wednesday through Saturday. If you have four guys on those teams that are not superstars, I'm talking like fourth round or better, you should probably get rid of all of them. And I'll make one tiny tweak to that. Let's say like fifth round or better. Because presumably that's a guy that would be in your lineup on Sunday. So you don't really want that big drop off from a fifth rounder to like a ninth rounder on Sunday. It does shave off a little bit of the advantage of gaining a ball game in there. But that's the situation you're looking at. So let's say you have two or even three guys on those teams. Use two or three moves on Wednesday, tomorrow. I'm totally fine with that. Because if you wait, if you wait until later in the week, you might not have an opportunity to gain a game. Now, that's not true necessarily because if you prefer, again, a gain, a, a game gained is really the ultimate goal here. There are four games on Saturday and you could save all of your moves this week and use them on Saturday. All four, all five, however many moves you have in a weekly league. The problem with that is That only gives you eight teams to pick from. That's not great. And Indiana's hard to predict right now. Philly doesn't have many streaming options that are useful. Pelican streaming options got way less useful with Ingram back. Memphis, we don't even know who's playing on the Grizzlies later this week. They might be resting, guys. Warriors streaming options kind of suck. Spurs, you might, you know, maybe have a couple like Zach Collins or Josh Richardson. Kings, you got a couple... Clippers, not as many with Paul George hanging around again. So that's why I'm not a huge fan of saving all the moves until Saturday. I you know, some of these other teams that I've been talking about, like if you look at all the teams, there're about 20, 20 some odd teams that go two times between Wednesday and Saturday, there are a lot of players on those clubs that are interesting that are interesting streamers. You know, Reggie Bullock is an interesting streamer. A Detroit has guys that are interesting because they're shutting people down. Lakers with no LeBron potentially. That gives streamers. Now the Grizzlies actually do have two games in that spell, so you're probably, you know, you're probably not picking up a Grizz. And if you did. But again, this is what I'm talking about. Like, if you look at all the teams that go two times Wednesday to Saturday, some of them, by the way, obviously play on Saturday, but of the other ones. You got all these options. Knicks are shutting people down left and right. Thunder, you don't know who the hell's playing on a given night, but whoever is is going to get a whole bunch of stuff. Same story for Portland. Same story kind of for Washington these days. So that's the reason I like using a few moves earlier in the week, just because the streamer options are better. I think significantly so than what you'd get by waiting until Saturday. But again, let's say you only have like two guys that play one time Wednesday through Saturday, use two moves on Wednesday, two moves on Saturday. Use whatever moves you need to to get off of the players that go one time Wednesday to Saturday, and then whatever you don't use from that tomorrow, use the rest of them on Saturday. So that's for those that are overloaded today. We already talked about the folks that are not overloaded today. and That is your streaming primer for the last week of the regular season. Tomorrow, we will recap... A Jumbo Package Tuesday, presented to us greatly by the good folks of the NCAA Tournament. Uh, and we'll just be Roto the rest of the way. we will uh, I don't know what the hell we're going to talk about on Friday, to be perfectly honest with you. We'll try to give a little bit of a preview of the weekend, but half the league tends to sit. Uh, and then Sunday, of course, you just kind of got to be tuned in on everything, because it's going to be wacky. It's going to be weird. <laughs> Lakers missing the play-in. That's going to happen, and that's crazy. Again, I am at Dan Vesperus at Dan Vesperus on Twitter, I should say. My name is actually just Dan Vesperus. Sports Ethos is the website. I don't think I even mentioned that earlier in the show. And again, big time thank you to all of you that continue to rate and review the podcast. Just a couple more opportunities here to try to squeeze our way to 800 before the regular season ends. Again, I don't think we're going to get there, but if we do, I'm going to be pretty amazed. 7.93, we got two more in the last 24 hours. If we can do that a couple more times, we get there. Please, 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 please do it. Love you guys. I'll ask again tomorrow. Uh, Have a wonderful Tuesday, everybody. And um, you head to headers, you're probably not going to like the rest of the week all that much. Although we will talk about players, so that's still relevant uh, as they come up, certainly on the streaming side. All right, that's it. Today's done. Streaming done. I'm not going to talk about it anymore until November. (laughs) uh but yeah remember we do off-season shows too okay that's it for real this time goodbye